hi, I am the Kinky Caption Crafter, and if you're listening to this on YouTube, well then hopefully you also have the option now to listen to this on any of the major podcast distributors of your choice, such as Apple Podcasts and Google Play. So I decided that I wanted to do a bit of a redux for both my own introduction as well as an introduction to her forever version, just because I accidentally deleted the original audio file where I talk about how I got started doing this. And I also re-listened to the intro and I decided that I could do a little bit better. (laughs) Not much better though, but at least something slightly more tolerable to listen to. So the origins of how I got started are, much like this hobby, very strange. So before I started creating my own content, I usually found that when I was on the internet looking to satisfy myself, I guess you could say, I often found myself preferring what I like to refer to as erotic captions. I think it might be partly because I have ADD, because in general... I've often found that instead of enjoying actual long porn where you're watching the actions of sex, I tended to prefer this weird caption stuff or erotic images or something which kind of cut down an entire porno into about 30 seconds where it gives me the scenario, a few moments, and then an ending. Or I guess not an ending so much as an advertisement to purchase the rest of the video, but I never did because by that time I'd already moved on to just watching something else. So then I subscribed to someone who I'd been following for a few years over on Patreon, and I had a weird idea for a caption, so I I requested it from them, and then I thought, oh, that was kind of stupid. I shouldn't have done that. And then I thought, well, I deign to call myself a writer, So maybe I should just write it myself. It can't be that hard to put a block of text next to an image, right? Which, by the way, doing this in Microsoft 3D Paint, really terrible. It Doing the captions themselves is not really all that much work. It's just tedious. But on MS Paint, it was actual work because of how I have no layers to work with. And once I've done something, it's done and I can't move it around. I can undo it, but that's about it. So anyways, I then, oh, by the way, did I forget to mention that that person who I asked, their their name was uh, Ludesmith? So anyways, there's this other person, I think it's pronounced Lingster. Anyways, I had also made a request to them before just deciding, wait, why don't I just write my own stuff again? Although, Unlike with Ludesmith, Linkster actually ran with my idea and is making an entire comic series about it. Um, So if female muscle growth is something that appeals to you, you should go check out The Strength Dowry by Linkster, which I partly helped to inspire. In general, this, this whole erotic author thing was not something I ever really planned to commit to, but it kind of ended up being the first thing I tried that stuck. I tried a few different projects, like ones that I attached my real name to, uh, because in case you were wondering, my name is not first name, kinky, middle name, caption, last name, crafter. 
No, there, there's a good reason I choose not to associate my real name with this project. Although, I, I didn't tell my professor my pseudonyme, but I did tell a professor about this because it was relevant to something that came up in class. And as a result, I think I have uh, the next book I might review. Oh, which, by the way... Um, at some point on this podcast feed, I'm going to upload the book review for Stranger in a Strange Land, which is not something I also had thought I would do, but I did it anyways. And now it looks like, thanks to my professor, I might be reviewing another book. Uh, currently, I'm actually reading through two books right now. Uh, this morning on April 13th, I woke up and was excited to listen to John Boehner's On the House, which is not the book I'm reviewing. <laughs> Uh, no, the other book I'm listening to is the feminist porn book. It, it It's actually been pretty interesting and definitely has my gears going. It's it's free on Amazon if you want to check it out. Uh, but I've gotten kind of off topic slightly. Actually, very much so. Uh, so getting back to how I started out. So when I posted my first images... I think I posted the first three, yes, it was the first three images, but it was two stories, under the username on Reddit, Pixie's Little Pet, which is something that was a little bit more personal to me, and, and still kind of is, and I was worried because it was based on the relationship that I'm still currently in, where I call my partner Pixie when she's dominating me, and she calls me Pet when I'm being submissive. But then I thought, well, I think I want something a little bit more on the nose. So I created a Google account, which if you want to Google, if you want to email me, it's kinkycaptioncrafter at gmail.com. And then I started a blog under that name, Twitter, Reddit. That caption, that kinky caption crafter name, very fortunately not taken anywhere else, although I can also see why. And then the reason why I started putting out captions every other day at first was because I had just started writing so many of them that I thought, well, I should pace this out to make sure people keep coming back instead of just kind of posting it randomly. Because I also thought, too, sometimes it's just nice to have something to look forward to. So at first I was putting them out. Okay, I'll put them out every four days. And I thought, that's too slow. And then I thought, well, I'll do every three days. And then I thought, ah, well, that's too slow. And so then I went every other day. And it's like, okay, this was about the right pace. And then towards the end of 2020, I thought, mm, maybe maybe I want to slow this down and not put so much time into it. But at that same time, I was also taking a ad strategy and writing course. And I had to read this book called Hey Whipple, Squeeze This which is an immensely entertaining book. Like, if you are interested in advertising, not even as a professional, like you just want to learn about what advertising is like, I highly recommend reading Hey Whipple, Squeeze This. And that's also how I found out that writing erotic captions turns out not too different from writing advertisements, at least my erotic captions anyways. And the other reason why I decided to start the Patreon and... Over on Patreon, I still put out a caption every other day. If you look at my public output, it's every three days right now. Although it's going to be every other day again publicly in 2022. And also in 
Hey Whipple, there was this one section that talked about an ad campaign from Oreo where they put out a new ad every day for 100 days. And now that's actual fucking work. These captions, honestly, the most work for me at least is like putting the words and the images together. And that's, as I've said, more just tedious than actually challenging. As for the writing, I find that to be remarkably simple because unlike with other forms of writing, like, you know, they say write from the heart, but that's kind of BS. Writing from the heart is not going to leave you with a story that has great characters and a great story that everyone can find relatable. It'll, it'll get you halfway there. But at some point, you know, people are going to come in, they're going to edit it, especially, you know, if you're trying to be mainstream. But erotic captions, totally mine. And I don't have to consider what anyone else likes, or at least I usually don't. I do have commissions. So in those situations, I do care about what specifically the person paying me thinks. But I find that for the most part, I just write whatever appeals to me and some people will like it and most people will hate it. That was actually one of the things that kind of kept me from doing a Patreon for a little bit, because I was thinking like, well, how are people going to pay for content that they might not necessarily want just because I write on such a wide variety of things? In fact, if you ever followed me on Reddit and I sent you a message that read something like, thanks for the follow, mind if I ask you what kind of kinky caption content you enjoy? You are not special. I send that to every new follower on Reddit because it's just baffling to me that anyone would follow me when my content is so diverse. And so when I started the Patreon, I figured I should do something exclusive for the patrons, which has since become just me doing an exclusive caption for my patrons each month. But originally, it was going to be a novel that I was putting a lot of work in. And at some point, I realized that it really isn't worth it putting this much time and effort into something that only at the time that I'd started my patron, about 20 people would have access to. And of those 20 people, I couldn't really even guarantee that most of them were reading it. In fact, to this day, I still don't know if any of them are reading it. I could do a poll, but I'm a little bit afraid to. But I think that uh, also gives me a good way to segue into talking about the novel and introducing that and what the read-alouds are. So the read-alouds are me actually reading the entire novel, which is still ongoing, by the way, and just kind of trying to defend to myself why I wrote any of it. It's basically me just giving you insight into my thought process. So, you know, sometimes you read a book, you know, like Harry Potter, you might think, oh, I wonder what J.K. Rowling was thinking when she wrote this exact moment. Well, you're not getting that. But if you want, like, something from a book that sucks, like Her Forever Virgin, and you're thinking, like, okay, how does this god-awful hack justify this paragraph well now you have your answers and so if you're still wondering what the fuck a read aloud is let me just give you a little sample so her forever virgin is actually based on a caption i wrote back in october as a part of this 
thing I did called the Kinky Caption Challenge, where I basically ask people to send me requests with a specific theme, and uh, the theme for October was witches. And if you're looking at this on YouTube, you'll actually see that I have the caption up on the screen, and if you're just listening to this on audio, I would possibly recommend, if you really want to see it, looking up the Her Forever Virgin caption, not to be confused with the book of the same name. Uh, So anyways, here's my little two-paragraph story. Amy was a very talented witch, though not a very powerful one. Despite her efforts, she had reached the limits of what she could do with magic naturally. So she decided to study the field of magical objects to make up for her own lack of power. Then, one day she came across instructions for a device that would increase her powers tenfold. The device itself was easy enough to craft, but the biggest hurdle was the sacrifice required to use it. The issue was that it didn't just require her to give something up. She also needed to find a particular type of man willing to sacrifice as well. She thought it could take months or even years to find a willing subject, but she would quickly find that uh sorry. She thought it could take months or even years to find a willing subject, but she would quickly find out that the answer was closer than she ever thought. And so I guess this answer would be the Cyrus character in the novel, which by the way, If you are looking at the image, I would also like to just point out that this is not what Amy looks like in the story. I I actually have commissioned a friend of mine to draw out at least three of the characters, possibly four. I'm still debating whether or not I should commission her to draw Cyrus because Cyrus is loosely based on me. So he's supposed to look kind of like me, which I'm not really comfortable with entirely. I don't know. I'm still still debating that. Uh, by the way, I'm not reading this second paragraph in case you're looking at the caption. I'm not going to read it in the uh, feminine voice of Amy. Also, if you're not looking at the caption, so this next paragraph is just Amy talking to the person reading the caption, <laughs> which in the novel is Cyrus. Wow, I can't believe you're still a virgin. You're so handsome. I thought Sarah took your virginity. I don't know why I didn't use the name Sarah. I think originally that was supposed to be Margot's name, and then I just liked the name Margot better. And as as of right now, the name Sarah doesn't have any place in the book. So maybe I'll have to change that. I mean, you guys dated for four months. What? She refused to sleep with you because your penis was too small? <laughs> I thought I could read this without stumbling, and then I completely remembered, oh, that's right. I embarrass myself when I read these things. I wouldn't have cared, which is what most women would say. Uh, Is that why you're still a virgin? Because you're so self-conscious about your size? I feel so bad now. Are you sure you want to be locked up permanently? (laughs) Uh, By the way, I'm, I'm not into permanent chastity myself. In fact, this whole novel is just kind of one giant series of humorous moments that are meant to lead up to Cyrus putting on the device, which I assume that would be obvious that, that that's going to happen at some point. I assume that's not a spoiler. I mean, the, the entire novel is called Her Forever Virgin, and in the first chapter, we established that that is the goal. Um, but how we get to that goal, I, I like to think is the unexpected part. Once you turn the key, 
the only thing that can unlock it is if I ever have sex again. Uh, me? Oh, the spell doesn't require my virginity, just yours. So I don't know if it if it's apparent based on the dialogue here, but so basically they both have to be in a kind of chastity. Like she's not in a in a female chastity device. She just can't have sex with other guys. Which originally in in the book, as also gets explained, is that Amy, being bisexual, thought that she would just date girls after being told that she'd uh, never be able to be penetrated by a man's member ever again if she uses the cage. Um, so anyways, back to the caption. Apparently, male virginity is a wellspring of magic power, and the chastity device allows me to tap into it. Which, there is actually an entire chapter based on that one line that comes up towards the tail end of the novel. Which is another thing which might surprise you, that I have a outline for the novel that I'm following. Oh my gosh, did you really just turn the key? It just turned into dust. I didn't expect the magic to flow into me so instantaneously. Come here, kiss. That, that's in, uh, if you're listening to this on audio, it's a uh, kiss in between two asterisks to, to signify that it's like, you know, an action, like in a script. I can't thank you enough. I'll be your girlfriend from now on. You'll be a virgin for the rest of your life, but you'll be the only one allowed to touch my body. Which I guess in the novel, it would, it would now be you're the only man allowed to touch my body. From now on, only your touch will ever please me again. That's what you get for being my little forever virgin. So that is uh, the uh, incredibly embarrassing uh, caption that inspired an entire novel. And surprisingly, people seem to enjoy it. I don't know why, Um, especially now that I've gotten into the, I think I'm currently writing the eighth chapter. But really, after the sixth chapter, I'm like, this is where people got to stop reading, right? Because... The sixth chapter is where it gets to the point like, okay, this was actually meant exclusively for my Patreons. I completely forgot about that part and I refuse to change course on the story. But basically the book is just one giant amalgamation of all the things that I tend to write about in my captions, along with some other stupid bullshit about polyamory and how one comes to identify as polyamorous as three of our characters will all find out in their own personal journeys. So yeah, that was an introduction to both what this podcast is and what the read-alouds are going to be. So, plugs. Um, I really should be better about like having this shit pulled up or maybe even just like recording a thing at the end for plugs, but I also kind of like my low-rent ghetto ass set up here for podcasting uh which by the way i am in fact in the ghetto that's that's not just me referring to how low rent my production values are um so you can follow me at twitter as at kinky cap crafter you can follow me on reddit if you type in you slash kinky caption crafter uh i also have a blog spot kinky caption crafter.blogspot.com uh, if you have a BDS Umbler, which is now the Tumblr of porn, since Tumblr got rid of all their porn, uh, you can follow me on there at kinkycaptioncrafter.bdsumbler.com. If you feel like I deserve money for doing this weekly crime against humanity and captions, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash kinkycaptioncrafter where you can even pay me just $5 a month and I will write whatever you want within a reason. Almost anything you want. Not anything. 
nothing illegal and um, nothing that I'm way not into. And finally, if you are listening to this on a podcast player like Apple or Google, please be sure to leave a review. Tell me how much you hate me. And, uh, you know, just... I'm going to say just give it the one star because, look, let, let's be honest. I don't I don't deserve the five stars. I don't even deserve two stars. Um, I'm not even sure I deserve the one star, but I don't think they let you give a zero star rating, on at least on iTunes. I think negative five stars would be more, more suited to me. Anyways, uh, goodbye. <laughs>